1: Uh-oh.
2: The, uh, they are they in kind of name.
0: in the a.m. Zachrein Olachayim, of course. Words that we add during the first 10 days of the year to our liturgy, to our tfilot, to our prayers. Shruli really Williger. Mayor Sherman with Curry Bone. You heard Shuvy from Yoli Shu Shuvu from Eitan Katz, and Shuva from Baruch Shalom Bolsovsky. Shuva Hashem was from Michal Przansky, Yisroel Jaskowitz and L'Chad Odi, Hanistarot one of my favorite songs this time of year with Piamenta and, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Friday on this September the 10th, day four in the month of Tishrei, the year 5782. Tufshin Pei Bays. It's the fourth day of the year. And on the secular calendar, we are one day away from remembering 9 11 20 years later, September the 11th of 2001. A day that, for those of us who uh, lived through it, will certainly never, ever forget. Erev Shabbos Parshas Vayelech. It's Erev Shabbos Shuva I want to thank Mark Zamek. What an amazing Erev Shabbos Vayelech, Erev Shabbos Shuva show he put together. Uh, you heard it last night, you heard it this morning, and you'll hear it again at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. We call it the Erev Shabbos Show, and I thank him. And this gives me an opportunity to thank Avrumi. For hosting tomorrow night. A lot of people I noticed are tuning in on Saturday nights to hear his show. A lot of great music. And I thank Rabbi Eliezer Zwickler, who participates in that show as well. And um, on Saturday night, Siegel. And then on uh, Sunday morning, Matis, with the very first JM Sunday of 5782 coming at you at 7 a.m. Eastern Time live this coming Sunday. Thank you, Matis. That show is done live also. With tremendous appreciation. Candle lighting today on this era of Shabbat Shuvah, 6.52 here in New York. 6.52, official candlelighting time in New York City. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a little early. <laughs> According to the way we normally do things, we should have announced 6.53. That would be 20 minutes before sunset. But all right, we'll go with 6.52. After all, I think it's on the calendar that we have in front of us. Uh anyway, at that time, six fifty two, six fifty three, make sure you're lighting candles and getting set uh for the um for for a uh, Thursday's of course Yom Kipper. We'll be here Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday with JM and the AM. Era of Yom Kipper Wednesday, and then uh, Thursday will be Yom Kippur. Keep in mind that we are on the road Tuesday morning. We are on the road Tuesday morning visiting yeshiva or yisrael of tenafly we're going to R. yisrael of tenafly um we'll be there again tuesday from 6 to 9 a.m we'll have a chance to meet the administration the faculty the students and find out what's happening at R. yisrael of tenafly new jersey we'll be there between 6 and 9 a.m this coming tuesday morning we are looking forward to um being the guests of Rabbi Friedman, Rabbi Yablok, and again, the entire staff and students of R.U. Serol, Tenafly, New Jersey. So I hope you'll tune in. Uh, the uh, The shows we do from uh, schools and yeshivas are always interesting and different. And this time of year, literally a couple of days before Yom Kippur, it should be a, a fascinating encounter. R.U. Serol of Tenafly, New Jersey is where we will be on Tuesday, Join us by tuning in to JM in the AM. A couple other things I wanted to mention. Uh, we've been encouraging people, and we'll have an opportunity later on this morning with Rabbi Wialgis. We've been encouraging people, uh, first of all, to get information about NCSY Great Adventure because they are going to be at Six Flags Thursday, Cholamoid. Uh, NCSY, again, will be at Six Flags Thursday, Cholamoid. All the information is at ncsygreatadventure.com, Adventure. Dot com, But there's something else I want you to know about that website. Uh, we have been encouraging people for years, every time uh, NCSY goes down to Six Flags, to to purchase tickets for poor families so that they can, too, enjoy a day at a place like Six Flags. And you know what it's like these days. Um, all kids need something to do during the spare time. Otherwise, It's not like when I was growing up when spare time was safe time. Spare time these days is not safe time. So um, this year we've been asking um, that you pay careful attention to and think specifically of single parents and their children who are in additionally tough situations uh, because of the status of being a single parent. So we're going to ask our B.L. August to dedicate the majority if not all of the tickets this year to people in that situation who are single parents and their children and help them get to 6 flags uh, to donate a ticket it's $43 so literally if you if you if you send five family members to 6 flags for Holomoid it's less than 180 bucks so and and a lot of people are giving 180 you know just like that when it's time to give to a cause so we asking you to please give uh, go to ncsygreatadventure.com. ncsygreatadventure.com is a menu on the right side of the page. There is a menu on the right side of the page, and on the menu is the word donate. And if you go there, you'll have details exactly how to donate uh, tickets to someone for this uh, for this upcoming holiday. So I wanted to mention that. Also with Sookis on the way, I made contact yesterday with our good friend Doc Weiss. Just reminding myself of something else I got to take care of. Uh, (laughs) um, I made contact yesterday with my uh, a good friend Doc Weiss, and I asked him, "Is the sukkah shadchan service active this year?" And he said, "Of course," and obviously they have a lot more people that need sukkahs than those who have spare sukkahs and are able to um, to provide them for the cause. So, here is what I'm going to ask. If you are somebody who has an extra sukkah, or extra schach, or is buying a new sukkah, and the sukkah that's now in your garage is going to be obsolete for you, uh, or you're moving, or you know somebody whose sukkah has been sitting for years unused, whatever the case may be, if you know of sukkahs that are available to be donated in this area of New York and New Jersey, we are asking you to please call the Sukkah Shadchan. They literally match up people who need Sukkahs with people who are donating Sukkahs. Sukkah Shadchan is 347 770 That's 347 Add this to the list. Of uh, a Chesed, you could do something wonderful. You could do during our Elul slash Tishrei Chesed campaign. Uh, if you have a spare sukkah, boy, would you make you'd make the holiday for some family? Let me tell you. Just let the sukkah shadchan know that you have extra sukkahs. Three four seven 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 zero one one five five three four seven 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 zero one one five five. All right, so we've 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 started the show. We've already spoken about. <laughs> Our friends at NCSY and donating tickets. And of course, you should co- contact them for information in general about their amazing, uh, um, Thursday that's going to be happening, NCSYGreatAventure.com. Um, we spoke about the Sukkah Shadchan and those who have uh, an extra Sukkah, please keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> I'm proud of the fact that we are, uh, Able to start the morning, and the first thing we talk about is chesed. The first thing we talk about is doing something nice for somebody else. Somebody in this audience inquired last week, and that's what I have to follow up on today, about purchasing a a scooter for our friends at Arme or Bracha. We explained how the purchase or the sponsorship of one of those scooters, which is about $8,000, will be helping multiple families in Yerushalayim. Um, run errands, pick up medications, take people to appointments, physical therapy, etc. Um, I've I've been in one of those scooters. It's, it's it's hard to describe that one can actually get a lot done uh, on the streets of Jerusalem. Uh, oh, I actually, I actually have a picture sitting in one. I should really publish that somewhere so people can see what they're sponsoring. Anyway, uh, so someone expressed interest. I will again remind you, if you want to help support an amazing organization that takes a, a big chunk of time every single week to make sure that the poor people in Yerushalayim have food for Yuntif, and you can imagine what they're going to be getting on, uh, uh, I assume, I wonder when they're going to be doing it. I guess they'll be doing it Tuesday, maybe, the day before I Kipper. Kippur. But they're going to be distributing food for the Shabbos before Sukkis and then for the entire holiday of Sukkis. It's Arme Ubracha. It's terror-victims.org.il, terror-victims.org.il, terror-victims.org.il. Again, just another cause that we feel is worthy, important, and one that uh, is worth exploring. Simple as that. Uh, By the way, our friends at Deershoe have posted the uh, video vision and inspiration which is a really an amazing yamim norayim video great way to prepare for yom kippur uh go to deershoecast.org deershoecast.org again deershoecast.org and um and you'll be able to access the video with the brand new uh, music video with the rabbi nachman seltzer um, with many great speeches, with, me, with a lot of great music, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So you can see that, uh, on the website, if you go to deershoecast.org, again, that's deershoecast.org. And I remind everybody, I remind everybody, we go to R. of Tenafly. We are visiting R. Ar of Tenafly, New Jersey, this coming Tuesday between six and 9 a.m., or Yisrael of Tenafly, New Jersey, it is coming Tuesday between six and nine a.m. JM and AM hits the road. Make sure to join us. As I always say, these road shows are always fun, interesting, different, and you never know what may happen. So make sure to tune in. Candle lighting six fifty-two on this erev Shabbos Shuvah. You're listening to JM and the AM. <laughs>
1: No, no, maze, Kigo, you did.
0: Micha Gammerman, in America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web and Nachum and the Nachum Segal Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. it's the background. To our news from Israel coming up. Yehuda Glanz had ye Friday morning, Erev Shabosh Shuvah. Candle lighting in New York, 652. Make sure you know when things start where you are. And welcome to a Jam the Am Friday, first Friday of five seven eight two. Gali Tal, Israel Army Radio, two p.m. newscast for a Friday is next. Poke your toe from Jam the Am.
3: Gali Tal, Hashash Taim, Shalom Rav, B'olpan Gai im Ma Shekuri Achshav. <laughs> Hamavak baKorona. Chokrei haUniversita haYevrid biYerushalayim ma'arichim leOr haNetunim haAdkanim. Ki mekadem haAdbaka haNamuach noten shulei bitachon li'mniat chidush itpartzut atachloa k'tozah miptichat ma'arichet haChinuch. עוד הם מערכים כי עד אחרי סוכות הירידה במספר הנדבקים תהיה מספיק משמעותית, כך דבר יורגש גם בהקלה באומסים במתחמי הבדיקות ובפחות מבודדים. כתבנו לענייני בריאות שי פרידמן מזכיר שבמהלך ראש השנה ירד מקדם ההדבקה מתחת לאחת, ומאז נרשמה בו ירידה נוספת, כך שכעת מספר הנדבקים היומי יורד. הם עלי מקום שגריר ארצות הברית בישראל, מייקל רעתני הבהיר היום שארצו נשארה מחויבת לכך שאיראן לעולם לא תחזיק בנשק גרעיני. רטני אמר בחנס המכון למדיניות נגד טרור באוניברסיטת רייכמן, הנשיא ביידן התייחס לכך בביקורו האחרון של ראש הממשלה בנט בבית הלבן, להבהיר שאנחנו מחויבים לעבוד עם ישראל כדי להילחם באיום הזה. נמשיך לעבוד יחד כדי לקדם ולחזק את הביטחון באזור. כח ממלא מקום שגריר רצות הברית, מדבריו הביאה כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסף וולברג. בעקבות המתיחות בין המדינות, נשיא אוקראינה וולדמיר זלנסקי אומר היום כי האפשרות של מלחמה עם רוסיה נמצאת על הפרק. עם זאת, זלנסקי הבהיר שמדובר בצד הגרוע ביותר, ושהוא מעוניין בפגישה עם נשיא רוסיה פוטין. נשיא אוקראינה ציין גם שיש לארצו יחסים טובים מבעבר עם ארצות הברית, ולגבי האפשרות של הצטרפות לברית נאטו, אמר שעדיין לא קיבל לקח הודעה ברורה מהמדינות החברות בברית הצבאית. לקראת אירועי הזיכרון שיערכו מחר בארצות הברית לציון 20 שנה לפיגועי 11 בספטמבר, נשיא המדינה יצחק הרצוג הבהיר היום שישראל תמיד תעמוד לצד בת בריתה. הנשיא הרצוג כתב בחשבון הטוויטר שלו, כאומות שוחרות שלום, נעשה הכל כדי שהמחויבות המשותפת שלנו להגנה על החיים ואחרות. תתגבר ותנצח את כל אלה שמנסים להפעיל טרור זוועתי כלפי אומותינו. כך הנשיא הרצוג מדבריו ובי כתבנו יניר קוזין. החזית מזג האוויר מעונן חלקית, הטמפרטורות תרדנה במידה יקרת בעיקר בהרים ובפנים הארץ, ותרוגש הקלה באומס החום. מחר תחול ירידה קלה נוספת של הטמפרטורות, והן תהיינה נמוכות מהרגיל העונה בהרים ובפנים הארץ. משעות הבוקר ייתכן טפטוף עד גשם מקומיקל, בעיקר בצפון הארץ ולאורך משור החוף. החדשות.
4: cross kala le khol khal khadahin ji cross le
1: the Lord is mi Koach let it ma me a halo, which you say Mata noctano, Michel Ushalah, <laughs> Limata noctano, Essim Shelka, Igulim Shelemuna, Mata noctano, And it's my my old So, <laughs> we J.M. and noctano.
0: in the am. Rami Kleinstein with uh, Matanot Ketanot. Before that, you heard the Zevi Kaufman and L'Chad Odi. Uh Well, normally around now on Friday, we'd uh, present Harry Rothenberg with his uh, words about the Parsha of the week. What I'm assuming is that, um, I'm assuming that Harry did not prepare anything specifically for this week's Parsha because uh, like he did before Rosh Hashanah, he's going to be speaking, I assume, before Yom Kippur. So hopefully, uh, if that is released in the next couple of days, which I assume it will be, uh, we will feature him on Wednesday, erev Yom Tov, here at JM and the AM. And I always uh, appreciate the fact that he makes his material available to us, at the, as he does for the entire world. And again, we anticipate, we assuming that uh, we are assuming that he will be uh, uh, presenting before Yom Kippur, please God. Uh, J.M. and A.M. Friday on this Erev Shabbos Parshas Vayelich. Erev Shabbos Shuva with candle lighting at 652 in New York. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Uh, listener Chaya says, Bokertov, Erev Shabbos Shuva Request Yishayrivo Shiravodah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we'll be doing that one again. Uh, probably more than once between now and Yom Kippur. Uh, listener Mensch says, Good Erev Shabbos Shuvah from Oak Park, California. Can you play Micha Gamerman Salachti? Yeah, we got to that. Listener Tikva's out there. Thank you. Thanks to all the listeners for checking in on our app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Signal Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. We always love when you do that. Makes doing the show even more fun, if that's humanly possible. Um, Coming up at um, 9 a.m., Excuse me, coming up at 10 a.m. It's the Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. That's going to be happening uh, at 10 o'clock Eastern time. Our Erev Shabbos music mix is brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Our final hour coming up at about um, uh, 5.45 p.m. Eastern time is brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Um, Saturday Night Seagull tomorrow night starting at 9 with uh, Avrami and with Rabbi Eliezer Zwickler and JM Sunday with Matiz starts Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Time right here on NSN and we're very proud of that um, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A.H. A big salute, a big hello. To the amazing people at Abel's and Hyman. Um, they have got uh, they have got you covered, boy. Today, boy, today have you covered for the uh, upcoming holiday? All the delicious corned beef and pastrami, all the great salami and hot dogs—they've got it all. Uh, a lot of people like to grill on Sukkis, yeah. A lot, of very big thing there grilling on Sookas. So they've got you covered. Uh, check it out. Go to your local kosher supermarket. Go to uh, any of the stores that carry a um, and A&H products and get ready to enjoy a wonderful yuntiv. And don't forget, at kosherdogs.net, you can save 10% with promo code radio. Kosherdogs.net, you can save 10% with promo code radio. Check it out and enjoy. Speaking of promo code, all of the material available for Sookas And this time of year from Artscroll is available with promo code radio at 15% off. That's 15% off with promo code radio. Thank you to our friends at Artscroll.com. Not only do you get the discount, you also get the uh, free shipping as well. So again, go to Artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio. Our friends at Gaia Coffee uh, learned that lesson. They offered an amazing discount, 15% off on their incredible variety of coffee brew bags, which are perfect for Yontif, by the way, perfect for Yontif. I mean, those of you who are making plans for uh, Sukkos and Shemini Atzeris, make sure you have some uh, Gaia coffee brew bags at the ready. Nothing like having a fresh brewed cup of coffee, and all you have to do is toss a uh, coffee bag into your your large uh, mug of hot water. Uh, And by the way, same thing, 15% off right now. If you order it for Yunta. 15% off with promo code radio. Go to GaiaCoffee.com, G-A-I-A-Coffee.com, G-A-I-A-Coffee.com. Order your Gaia coffee, 15% off with promo code radio, G-A-I-A-Coffee.com. We mentioned that the sukkah Shadchan is back in business. I mean, I think he's always been in business, but <laughs> we, found, we found out that he's as active as ever. Let's put it that way. Trying to match people up with uh, who need sukkahs with those who have extra sukkahs. You may be switching to a new one. You may be moving out, cleaning your garage. Whatever reason you have a sukkah, no problem. It's great. Just let's get it to the person who needs it for yontif. Uh So that's where the Sukkah Shadchan comes in. He has a list of people who need Sukkahs. He now needs Sukkahs to give to them. So if you have extra Sukkahs, extra Schach, 347 770 1155 Let them know that you have what they need. In order to uh, help somebody disyuntive, 347-770-1155 for the Sukkah Shadchan. This coming Tuesday, we're going to be broadcasting from Ari Yisrael and Tenafly. Ari Yisrael of Tenafly, New Jersey. We're going to be there Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, between 6 and 9 a.m. with head of school, Rabbi Scott Friedman, with principal, Rabbi Usher Yablok, with assistant principal, Rabbi Ilan Soniker with Mashkiyach Ruchani, by Aaron Cement. And, of course, the wonderful Rabbeim and the uh, teachers and the students. We'll all be together this coming Tuesday morning at R U Stroll of Tenafly. That's where the Twitter broadcast will be happening. you stroll of Tenafly, this coming Tuesday between 6 and 9 a.m. Make sure to join us. Should be a lot of fun. want to remind everybody that uh, Deer Shoe has the... Uh, Yamim Narayim Vision and Inspiration video available right now at Deershoecast.org. Deershoecast.org has amazing speeches, great music, the footage from the uh, Chavitz Hovitzheimes, Kevra and Rodden, the um, music video with Reinachman Seltzer, it's all in it. It's called Vision and Inspiration. Check it out at DeershoeCast.org. Again, that's deershoecast.org. And finally, we'll speak to everybody with August later. I just want to remind everybody that if you'd like to donate tickets, not just go to Great Adventure, and all the information is there at ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com. But in addition to going to Great Adventure, the Six Flags, if you want to sponsor a single parent and their children or any poor family, who otherwise would not be able to go to a place like Six Flags for a Cholamoid activity, for a Cholamoid yunt of celebration, uh, then please, if you'd like to help and donate tickets, go to ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com. Click on the menu button on the right. That'll lead you to the donate button. It's 43 a ticket, which means a family of five can be done for less than 180 bucks is pretty amazing. Oh, I'm I'm wrong about that, right? It's a family of four. Sorry about that. Wait one second. Now I'm I'm totally confused. $43. (laughs) At this stage of my life, you'd think I'd be able to do this in my head. $43 times four people, right? That would be under 180. That would be 172. And $43 times five people would be $215. So you could send four people in a family for less than 180 bucks to Six Flags. Just pretty cool. And it's a donation, of course. It's ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com. Menu bar on the right. Go to the Donate link and and just give as generously as possible during this Tishrei Chesed campaign. Malcolm line, about 20 minutes away here at JM and the AM for the weekly update and plenty more coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM.
5: <quele> to the place that he went and stood in the place that he stood He was a man, he was a man but God fullness <laughs> and eternal righteousness. When I could if I could believe And with all the earth and all the eternal One one am three, one go four, one house, five am going to go to the house, I'm going to go to the house. i Passe, Panavla Kodeshaho, Avla Shekhatati, lefanecha ni uveitim. Vei madama ya cholisko, and chasadim, eta tovot, eta rachamim, eta tovot, eta kala rachamim, eta yashuot, eta kachaya the eta, eta, The eta, eta, and the flower is <laughs> the same as the flower. And the flower is the same as the ma chema the flower is mi same as I'm going to go to The place that was and the light in the place that is. The light in the the light the place that is. The
1: light
0: J.M. in the A.M., Benny Friedman, Avinu Malkenu from the uh, Chizuk Project. It's quite a song, as we pray for those who are ill. And um, say Avinu Malkenu with tremendous intensity this time of year. Uh, before that, Yeshay Rebo, Seder Avodah, Bus Shabbos, done by Shweki. J.M. in the A.M., good morning. Feel free to comment on our app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Uh, J.A. Morris says, Just discovered Abayakar by Yishalapidot. Yeah, did we play that? I think we played it. Uh, not today, I mean in general. Um, listener Chaya, listen to Matanot Ktanot I drove to school. Reminds me to appreciate all the small things in life. Thank you, Shabbat Shalom and Gemar Tov. Thank you. Oh, AJA Carpool number 204 says, Good Shabbos and Gmar Simatova. Thank you, AJA Carpool number 204. Hope everyone's doing well down there in Georgia. In the Peach State. How are our friends at the Spicy Peach? Send regards next time you're in there. <laughs> um anyway, feel free to comment on the app, go to the NSN, Home Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Aaron's Casino Farms has announced their hours. For, uh, well, I mean, they announced the hours a long time ago, but I'm just reminding you about the fact that they are open late and with very convenient hours uh, all through the holiday season. Aaron's Casino Farm. I'll be there today, please God, please God, I'll be at Aaron's Casino Farms at some point today. You got to be there before four, 4 before four fifty five. They're going to be closing at four fifty five this afternoon. Aaron's Casino Farms. Four fifty five. They're closing. Then Sunday, they're open 7 till 9. Monday, 7 till 9. Tuesday, 7 till 10. Wednesday, air of Yom Kippur, 7 until 3. And then Yom Kippur, Thursday from 8.50 p.m. after Yom Kippur until 1 a.m. What do you think of that? Pretty good. I must say that's pretty good. Uh, Aaron's Casino Farms, they've got it all. They literally have it all. Check out Mechi's; They have some great Shabbos specials. Check out all their great grocery items. Check out uh, Ossie's Fish Department, the Nut Factory, their great bakery. I mean, they've got it all, literally, uh, at Aaron's Casino Farm. So check it out today and enjoy. And maybe I'll see you there. Yeah, maybe you'll, maybe you'll see that. When I say I'm going to Aaron's, I mean it. I mean it. Um... Told you about our uh, upcoming trip to Tenafly, New Jersey. We'll be broadcasting this coming Tuesday, please, God, from R.U. Stroll of Tenafly. R.U. Stroll of Tenafly is where we will be, please, God, this coming Tuesday morning between 6 and 9 a.m. Join us for yet another great road show. R.U. Stroll of Tenafly this coming Tuesday right here at JM in the A.M. Uh, our friends at Deer Shoe have posted a vision and inspiration video to help you prepare for Yum Kipper. Go to DeerShoeCast.org, DeerShoeCast.org for information. It's there. It's watchable, and it's uh, very inspiring. NCSYGreatAdventure.com, NCSYGreatAdventure.com for tickets for Thursday at Six Flags. NCSYGreatAdventure.com, again, for your Six Flags tickets. Um, com, and don't forget if you go to the menu on the right side of the page you'll find a donate button donate tickets for underprivileged kids donate tickets for families that can't afford to go to six flags especially single parents and their children go to com. the menu's on the right the donate button is there Do your best to participate in a campaign that every time NCSY goes down to Six Flags, we try to get as many people as possible who who just can't afford it to be able to go down as well to enjoy a great adventure, enjoy Six Flags. And there you have it. Weekly update, Malcolm Holmline, plenty more all coming up if you keep it here at JM in the AM.
6: Lefon echo we're basis we, we, safe I am toy, the lecholoy, man, no, the holland of begging, the high, toy, the lecholoy. Stompago, this man, man, old man, man, old man, old man, old man, 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 Oh, oh wisdom, oh oh
0: am in the a.m. Friday morning broadcast. That's Mordechai and David of course. Besefer Chaim as we um, uh, continue to feature some of the words that we have been adding to our liturgy, to our tefillot, to our prayers during these first 10 days of the year. It's the fourth day of the brand new year, 5782, Erev Shabbos Parshas Vayelech, Erev Shabbos Shuva, candle lighting at 652 in New York. Make sure you know when things start where you are. 65 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 78. Tonight clear and a low of 61. Good weather for tomorrow, mostly sunny and a high of 81. If you're in this area, expect good weather. If you're not in this area, I hope you have as uh, as good a forecast as we do here. And a peaceful one. Hopefully the, uh, hopefully the storms have dissipated for a while. And those who are... Um, and I, I'm, I'm amazed to learn more and more about how many people in uh, in our communities around the New York, New Jersey area have been affected and are in desperate situations, a lot of them with incredibly positive attitudes, but desperate situations in terms of their homes and the work that now needs to be done to get back uh, to normal, so to speak. Uh, so pay careful attention. We really haven't spoken about this in our, well, we spoke about it a little bit in our Elul Tishrei Chesed campaign, but uh, pay careful attention as we approach Yontif uh, to those in your neighborhood and your community who really could use an extra boost, a little extra help, sometimes just some volunteer work to help them uh, with things having to do with the house and the flood, etc. Really, really important to keep in mind. I want to thank our friends at JewishWorldReview.com. Big thank you to JewishWorldReview.com. If you'd like to uh, print out thousands of articles about uh, Jewish topics, Israel, the Jewish world, etc., before Shabbat Shuva and then read them over Shabbos. JewishWorldReview.com gives you that opportunity. Go to JewishWorldReview.com, check them out, and enjoy. We're here next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yom Kippur, of course, is Thursday. I remind you, we're on the road on Tuesday. We're going to RU Yisrael of Tenafly. We'll be visiting Rabbi Friedman, Rabbi Yablok, and the entire staff, faculty, and uh, students at RU Yisrael of Tenafly, Tuesday between 6 and 9 a.m. This coming Tuesday, before Yom Kippur, Tuesday between 6 and 9 a.m., and uh, that's going to be happening um, uh, in Tenafly at the R.U. Stroll building, and uh, make sure to be tuned in and spread the word. We'll be checking out one of the great schools in our community this coming Tuesday morning. Malcolm Honline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations with us Friday's for the weekly update at JM and the AM. Mr. Honline Shana Tova, and welcome back to JM and the AM.
7: Thank you on all counts, and Gemara to everyone, and let's hope it'll be a much better year and a healthier year for everyone. Well, has the
0: year gotten off to a good start?
7: I'd have to check.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on I mean, it got off
7: to an interesting start, but yeah, there's some good news. The, the elections in Morocco throughout the uh, Islamist party and uh, relegated them for, to almost uh, uh, almost eliminating them completely from the parliament and you have to credit the king this is um it was handled very brilliantly from the time when they won a the majority of the, of the parliament not so long ago to virtually eradicating them as um as a political issue uh, we saw a couple of countries: New Zealand and Cyprus, Italy, uh, uh, all of them. Uh, I think uh, Croatia, announcing that they will not participate in the uh, upcoming Durban Four conference, which and and because of the um, anti-Semitic overtones and presence and past history of uh, the Durban conferences, the original and the subsequent ones. So, yes, there are some good things that have uh, that have happened there are also some challenging things that have happened.
0: Why is it that a country like Morocco and others that we've seen, especially in recent history, are able to take a hard line and a stand against radical extremists and other governments uh simply you know f- fold you know within minutes? Why is it that they're strong enough uh, to uh, combat uh those who are uh, ready to take over and completely turn a a uh, a functioning government into a corrupt government. I
7: credit the King, uh, King Mohammed VI, with uh, a lot of this. He, he has kept uh, the country on a moderate um, uh, path, especially you know signing up to the um, to the fully to the Abraham Accords, opening right. an embassy, having the foreign minister of Israel visit, uh, daily flights now between the countries, uh, many other things. But he had a deliberate plan, and when the Islamists uh, won, he said, "You want to here, here, are the keys. You, you run, knowing that they weren't going to be able to do it, but also retaining real control over the critical issues." And uh, I think it's it's the vision. He has real challenges from Algeria lately, trying to heighten the tensions. Um, the Western Sahara decisions, the. Um, both the internal and external dangers that all the countries, uh, many of the countries in the region face. But, you know, if the West shows support for them, that's all they want is to, is to get that nod of support, uh, and they're ready to do courageous things, as are some of the other uh, countries. We see, saw conferences and events uh, over the weeks, you know, with the uh, not only formal presence of, of officials from the UAE, from other countries in Israel. Uh, but planning and, and working towards the the future, it's it's a question of leadership often, and trying t- and and taking seriously the threat and acting against it early, and not waiting until you have to catch up to, to deal with it.
0: But there have been eras, um, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you go back five, ten years, there have been eras where it looked like, or at least the West was projecting some type of, or was predicting. Some type of environment where so many countries that you know were led by corrupt regimes that were led by radicals and fundamentalists you know would be undergoing great change and that and if, and if you look at the list of countries that were if you look at the countries that were on that list i don 't think that ever happened, uh, especially when you think about the arab spring et etc and if i 'm wrong, you could tell me uh, and i 'm just wondering why you never see success among those lists of countries you never see them. Able to withstand the fundamentalists and radicals, and 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 run a uh, a non-corrupt uh, a, a country to the benefit of its citizens, and it's just funny to see that you know some of them have either the power or the uh, or the brilliance to be able to pull it off.
7: Well, first of all, there are long historical routes. There are many issues when you take the countries of the Central Asia, the Muslim countries there, Azerbaijan, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, even though many of them have uh, what you would call very limited democracies um, uh, with the, you know, leadership, the controlled uh, leadership. But the fact is that they have 2,000 years of history of tolerance. You have uh, uncertainty towards the Jews. You have... Uh, uh, forces at play, though, that would seek to radicalize them, many of them coming out of Turkey, out of Iran, out of other uh, countries, with the UAE uh, stand that has been pretty consistent uh, during this period. So there are examples of both. We should learn from those examples, but the real key that we learn and why. The withdrawal from Afghanistan looms large, why uh, uh, the perception of the West and the United States in particular, if we are lessening our commitment to the region, how that is read and the perceptions that that creates. And when they think that they're alone, now you're seeing some of the changes that are taking place, uh, uh, Turkey renewing relations with the UAE, with Egypt, with others working on it. because they're taking advantage of this this feeling it benefits israel as well but they they look at if they feel that they're you know being um, abandoned or or their interests are are endangered then they look for sources support russia is trying to fill the void uh, as well in countries and and building ties and others take advantage of iran Quadrupling its stocks of enriched uranium, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. But and all the other steps, it has uh, enriching it at 60 percent, uh, and and with a stockpile that's far larger than what was allowed. They take advantage of the of the void, and they probe all the time, even when when we're not moving away from a region. They probe, and when they find weakness, they exploit it. China exploits every opportunity. It's not in the interest of the people, countries they deal with; it is for their own interest. Where they're building the Belt and Road and expanding their their outreach for energy, oil, and from any source, but also quietly expanding their sphere of influence as well. So it's it there's a multiple layered d- dynamic to relationships, especially in an area as complex as the Middle East and
0: the larger region and in Israel and with Israel it's uh I mean it's so heartwarming to see with this visit to Russia and I think you'd say the same thing about the um high level visit to the United States all they keep saying is if there's trouble anywhere Syria Iran etc we will take care of it ourselves because the less they de- demonstrate the need for reliance on other countries the the stronger they are perceived and in reality the stronger they are
7: yes but the, it, it's not that Israel is so independent in the relationship with the United States is still very significant. Uh look the development of Iron Dome wouldn't have happened were not for the support from the United States. So many other developments that are so critical to Israel's uh, security now the United States and Israel are developing a new arrow 4 missile which will defeat uh, the hypersonic weapons. This is just announced and it's a joint enterprise between the two countries, you know, again not something that will make headlines because Nobody cares when Israel and the United States do good things together, but this is um uh, uh, will take down the whole a lot of the new types of long range missiles and um uh including glide um, mm-hmm. vehicle weapons um that's too technical but it's it just shows the significance of what what is happening trying to anticipate the threats the future and and addressing them so the United States and Israel's cooperation is really significant to both countries. And there were joint maneuvers, again, between the two on maritime maneuvers, uh, which sends a strong message to the region. As long as they see the, the strength of the relationship, that is an enhancement of, of Israel's significance. Is, co-op,
0: is cooperation with Putin also necessary or important? Essential. It is essential.
7: why why? Not because Russia is so important. Russia's economy is very limited, Russia's abilities are limited, but they can make trouble. Look at their role in Syria is very critical, whether Israel has the freedom of operation given the Russian control over the same systems that they sold them, the anti missile devices. Putin is very shrewd and very clever, and I've said this on the show many times, and he um you know he he is he looks for opportunities whether it's in Libya where they are very active, or in Syria where they play a the dominant role and and emerges the victorious power keeping Assad in in uh, office. Uh, and now they they challenge at times uh, Turkey and Iran in inside Syria, but they play the critical role. We just see the, the uh, confrontations that took place in Daraa or Russia which is near the Syrian border with Israel where Russia resolved the conflict between some of the the rebel groups they had earlier worked out a ceasefire agreement and now they impo- they came in and, and negotiated a new uh, arrangement which seems to be uh, holding at least for now so Russia's role in the region is is important if it's if it's only as a troublemaker they're important but you know they they look they have a long-term vision and and see their role in, in a bit of a context, uh, Erdogan certainly sees it and sees his drive for hegemony, as does Iran. One seeking a Persian empire, one seeking uh, the Ottoman Empire's re- uh, resurrection. So they have a, a long-term vision. You can't just react to every individual I- issue on a uh, specific basis, which is the tendency in the West, but not having a, a broader and more aggressive uh, plan like these other countries do.
0: Um the the fact that passengers or or, uh people were were saved on passenger flights from Kabul as recently as yesterday g- gives you any hope that they're that, that all of them will eventually get out or you look at this as just an exception?
7: I, I don't know. Uh look the Taliban wanna project a much more moderate image than they are. They said they want to renew relations with everyone except Israel. They um uh Will cooperate because it's in their interest. Look what they got, they, but they need tremendous economic assistance. I'm hoping that that will not be forthcoming until there are real conditions set. Until this is really handled in an intelligent way with the, with a longer vision about what you know what our interests are there and how we work with them. But they are, you know, they are in dire need. The country obviously is in complete ruins. And aside from having uh, a lot of used, car, used uh, military lots of, of equipment, you can buy anything there now. Um, that the 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 there's no infrastructure. They have a lot of natural resources, which is something China, Russia, and others want to exploit. But um, they they need a lot of aid, which is not going to come from any other source.
0: Malcolm, is there a comparison? I mean, is is um is Turkey a comparison? Like, I'm trying to think of a government that's as corrupt and as deadly as the Taliban that the United States actually has some type of real political relationship with. Is, is there a comparison? Uh, well, I think each
7: country is different, and uh, you know, Turkey is very radical in a sense, and they've arrested a hundred thousand people. They can destroy their military, their judicial, their newspapers, etc. But. Uh, they're not hanging people and going right. around just shooting uh, women and, and doing the things that the, the, the Taliban does.
0: So forget comparison. Oh. Is there a precedent? Like in recent American history, have they had a political relationship and dialogue with a group like this that led a country?
7: Well, a lot of people will say that, the you know, the communists did it. Others did it to to their populations and to others. Right. So do we deal with radical regimes? The answer is Yes and we have dealt with them uh, we have relations with iran we still are negotiating with iran right. which is doing terrible things domestically in within iran subjecting their people to women and others denying rights and at the same time being aggressive abroad right now the taliban is focused at least within afghanistan ultimately we know that they to strike out beyond the borders
0: uh, you've always said that I mean not only do you endorse but you uh, try to help as much as possible when uh, when groups take to the streets and demonstrate against governments like this we've seen actual demonstrations in Afghanistan which I think is really brave and courageous uh, frankly and then we uh, we saw in uh, in retaliation uh, or in reaction to a journalists actually get beat up um, by a Taliban, Officials are they going to be able to? And by they, I mean the 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 uh, uh, the people that would like to uh, you know see freedom and independence. Are they going to be able to continue these types of rallies and demonstrations? Or it's very likely it's a short lived.
7: If I had a bet, I would bet that it's short lived as the Taliban uh, tries to consolidate their control. I think it's really remarkable that people challenge them publicly, openly. We know people got shot just this week in these demonstrations and. Um, that it's uh, you know it's really a courageous move on the part of the people, a move of frustration, uh, and people really are in need. They need of food. They need of basics, uh, and Taliban will will take harsh measures. And I'm sure that they are. We know that they are rounding up people. We know that they are looking for anybody who was quote a collaborator with the U.S. and others. Translators. They they have unfortunately, um, you know, a lot of the biometric. Machines which identify can identify the people which were used to identify it, it for the use of for security reasons uh, by the U.S. and others in in Afghanistan. Now they have that ability to to, to and and they have the lists of a lot of the people who were uh, known to have worked with the Americans over the last twenty years. That's it's it's horrific and it's they live in fear. But the fact that you had these demonstrations, I mean, think, was was a remarkable act of courage.
0: And the women who take to the streets. I mean just unbelievable mm-hmm. that they're able to do it and that they have the And
7: then they whip them and they beat them publicly. You've seen the films uh of, of of how they are how they are being treated. But uh look we see we see in other countries where Hezbollah's taken over Virtue taken over Lebanon and and what they have done um what they have done there and and the the how much the people have suffered and you've seen demonstrations by people against and it was sometimes remarkable demonstrations by small groups, by villages, by yeah. larger numbers against them.
0: It's remarkable to me that there aren't more groups in the United States. And I'm not saying this tongue-in-cheek. I know a lot of people you know, are sarcastic when they say this. But I, I would think that more groups in the United States, especially based on modern history, uh, would be uh, taking to the streets and making a much, much bigger issue of this politically in Washington, et cetera, about the safety, especially for the women and children in Afghanistan. But it doesn't seem like it. it's just not, even even with the, the crazy way the United States left and the way they abandoned people there, it just really hasn't inspired enough people to literally take to the streets and get passionate about it.
7: I think that's true. People don't know where Afghanistan is. They don't understand right. its strategic importance. You know, it's it is uh, almost like a cartoon place right. that people not sure of the reality of it. But you know that Israel aid and other groups are there trying to help people get out and to facilitate their
0: exit. Yeah, and some of the U.S. veterans who have who mm-hmm. have uh, formed groups to get people out just amazing. It's America's one and only Jewish. Moments in the morning radio program heard on listener sponsored digital radio, round the world at NahumSegal dot com and the Nahum Network, and of course in the beloved NSN app. What do you think of the national vaccine mandate from the President of the United States yesterday?
7: Uh, I, I don't know enough about the science and everything behind it, but uh, it's a you know the, 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 it will evoke more reaction. Which always concerns me because radical groups take advantage of it, and they've used it, the whole COVID thing, to to expand the anti-Semitic um, libels and uh, attributions here and in Europe and elsewhere. So uh, I'm always concerned for those manifestations, and uh, I hope people w- will be responsible and they should take the the vaccine when they can, um, unless you know they have medical or other reasons not to.
0: Uh, and in Israel, as we see, not much change over the last week, right? We still, they're starting school, and the numbers are still, unfortunately, one of the highest in the, in the country, in the world. But they're uh, coming world. down. They have
7: come down oh, it, over the happened? last days, oh, uh, know, um, and and they're working hard to contain it uh, and control it. But these numbers still remain high. But they are opening up, uh, as you know, for groups to come, and it looks like they will open up for more tourism. After you know,
0: in October,
7: I'm not going to say because it never works out the <laughs> way we <laughs> think it does. It's changed every time so over the it. last year, you know, week by week. So I don't know when it will be, but I know that that the tourism industry needs it. That Israel wants to to open up, wants to go back to normality. If the numbers hold, I think that we'll see more uh,
0: openness. The quarantine rule they got to get rid of, especially if people have antibodies or are able to prove that, you know, they were vaccinated. I know that just uh, that that is 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 very unattractive to have to go to Israel and just wait seven days before being able to leave, you know, whatever home you're in.
7: No, but under the new rules, they won't have to wait. If they show the, the vaccination, they do a PCR test, and when they land, they take a test, which is true of many other countries, too. Um, they will not have to be in uh, in quarantine. they have, just have to wait till they get the results, which can
0: be, you know, one the first night they're there. That would be pretty amazing. Um, what do we know about the situation with the prisoner escape from Gilboa, which is in the northern part of Israel? Uh, I mean, it, the country's practically... You know, on high alert because it is now.
7: Absolutely, it's it's an extremely dangerous situation because we know that two um, reportedly made it into Jordan and four uh, to Jenin, which is ten miles away, and from which many of them came. There is a very intensive uh, manhunt going on already now, almost a week. This was a high-security prison, and there were uh, failures—many failures—that will have to be examined and and explored about the both the construction of the building, which had this underground. It was built on pillars so that there was this uh, area underground where they could work and dig their way out uh, beyond the wall. And whoever was in charge was asleep uh, as they exited. It it looks too concocted, uh, so people will obviously start making accusations that um, there was some deal or whatever, but right now the important thing is they'd be caught uh, These are all people with multiple life sentences of uh, people who had uh, who who were guilty of the terrorist uh, activities uh, five uh are uh, former Islamic jihad terror and the sixth uh, group, and the sixth is um, a former really notorious Fatah terror chief. And um, now you have demonstrations, first of all, within the prisons, and there have been a lot of prisoners moved from the north to the south, spreading them out. Um, One of the prisoners just the day before asked to be put in the same block with the same cell with the other five, (laughs) and he was given permission. and uh, there were rioters in, in various places, in the Ramallah district, in, in other places, and even live fire had to be used against them uh, because these demonstrations got out of hand. And there was also at the Damascus Gate and other places demonstrations of solidarity. There are people who have expressed fear that this will start another intifada, because remember the others started with some of the prisoners uh, as well. But I don't think that that is Israel's taking the steps to prevent that. But the manhunt is the important part in getting them before they carry out some sort of a terrorist attack.
0: If the majority of the uh, of the towns to the east and to the north of the prison are Arab towns, I mean Israeli security officials need a tremendous amount of cooperation, I would assume from 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 Arab or Palestinian officers, right? I mean, or uh, can they do this themselves?
7: Well, they're doing it themselves. Uh, although, obviously, the communities in that area need to be need to reject these people when if they come back. They, but the opposite has happened. We know that they were supplied with weapons and change of clothes. Everything was was arranged. They got into a mosque where they showered and and changed their clothes and um, uh, in Janine and they. Uh, are still all on the loose. Now, some are believed to be um, um, in, in uh, still in Jenin, uh, but there were arrests of two of the brothers of uh, Mahmoud Arda, who was considered the mastermind of the escape, and several other uh, family members of um, uh, some of the people were of the of the escapees were taken into custody.
0: Mm, interesting. Um, Why has this Israeli government lasted? (laughs) Is it still the anti-Netanyahu glue that's keeping this thing together, or were we past that already? No, it's the
7: fear of an election is still a very strong motivation. I think that they are walking on eggshells not to take up issues that would divide or break up the uh, coalition. I think they, they still only passed the first vote of the budget. They need two more votes. And uh, they did pass by a big margin, so they're feeling somewhat more confident. And as you see, they're traveling around the world. The prime minister Lapid was in. um, I mean, where are all
0: the the threats of votes of no confidence that we're used to?
7: Uh, Well, till they really feel that they have a majority. That's not going to. Right now, they've been able to withstand the uh, those threats. Uh whether it will last nobody knows right now that you know it's a it's a practice group and you have to see when the first issue one of the issues is for instance the the consulate moving the cons- u.s. consulate in jerusalem uh... would be a, an issue that could be very divisive within the government and i'm sure they you know appeal to the united states not to to move that that would be uh... it would be very destabilized for the the government itself uh, were that to happen. Um I mean there are other issues when you really come down to the test that we'll we'll have to see what happens. But um right now they've been able to to keep it together.
0: I would assume this whole prisoner escape situation is gonna end up if God forbid it uh drags on, it could also end up being uh uh you know laid at the feet of the Prime Minister. Uh,
7: well yeah yeah, although this is a situation obviously that's been in existence for some time and but yes, it could be not at the Prime Minister, but certainly at the government and right. I'm sure that some heads will have to roll about the fact that people literally were asleep at the switch and didn't catch what um, what was what was taking place yeah
0: um well, tomorrow of course, is nine eleven on the Jewish calendar. We observe the art site back on the twenty third of Elul, um, uh, I, I'm not sure what your thoughts are 20 years later. Although I, I'm certainly uh, interested, and in, I'd like you to, to address that. But I, I, I'm going to first start with what do you what what do you think when Jewish organizations or Jewish leadership that had issues with the mosque being built near the 9/11 site 20 years ago um, uh, make public statements regretting it? 20 years later has has so much changed or has so many different things uh, um, happened over the last 20 years that now uh, it it would be legitimate to regret because I think that the circumstances that created that environment and that atmosphere 20 years ago uh, made it a legitimate point of view to keep the mosque out of that area what are your thoughts on that
7: well it's a different leadership of that organization that then that took the position earlier And uh, I don't know what motivated that particular statement, but I think um, uh, overall, I don't know how much we have learned from the the lessons of the events of 20 years ago. Are we really more on the alert? Are we not still vulnerable to the threats? Of terrorist entities like the Taliban, but more importantly the Iranian network look at our inability to really forge a, a truly united front against Iran, even though they're doing and now uh, you know more aggressive things and, and behavior and and the report that came out of the IEA this week uh, and this is state sponsored this is blatant it 's obvious we know that they're doing it we know that there are threats uh, to the United States and people still entering our country. Who are uh on terrorist missions and uh certainly sympathetic to to the terrorist entities both from our southern borders and and otherwise- getting into the United States, so that uh the question that you pose is really an important one. What have we learned? Obviously people today believe that it can happen they didn't believe it perhaps twenty years ago, and I can tell you from reactions that when I would be warning about it what was incredulous you know and uh today people understand that these things can happen. I think people's sensitivity, certainly in the Jewish community, to the growth of the radical movements and extremist movements, anti-Semitism, is um, a reflection of the seriousness with which we recognize now that a lot of these threats are will, will can be carried out, will be carried out if we don't take a really strong stand and stand up against them. It's not that you can eradicate them; it's that you can contain them. You can lock them, push them back under the rocks, whether they're the terrorists or the antisemites. Um, but I think if the commemoration is important um, this 20th anniversary because we see that uh, that the world still is is creating these extremist groups, and now with the with the aid of the the internet and with the other technological assistance, and with the blind eye being turned to them by often by the Internet operators or those who have the social media, that the threat uh, continues, and we, we have to be alert to it and stand up to it and to um, take advantage, even even smaller things like the Ben and Jerry's issue, which I know people uh, you know don't take seriously. Um, thank God the Arizona state government did, and you know that they are um, talking about. Uh, selling the $143 million in Unilever bonds, Unilever being the parent uh. company of men and Jerry's, um, that they understand the significance, and because they have the anti-boycott laws, and uh, uh, you know, anti-BDS laws, as those 30 other states, I cite it only because people take that and dismiss it, yet in fact, if allowed to go unchecked, it becomes then, others will replicate it, others will, will take advantage of it, and we have to show them that we're going to have to do what the King of Morocco did. And that is to to deliver a crushing blow to them politically and to do it intelligently. You can win the people.
0: Has Unilever responded to that?
7: Unilever did not respond to the Arizona um, decision of the Arizona state treasurer, uh, Kimberly, yet, Um, but she's already selling it. And uh, the, 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 yeah, obviously the you know that they realize that this is not just one. Uh, yeah. w- this one state is just the beginning because many other states have the same laws or similar laws. Not all have governments. It depends on the state governments' willingness to take the measures. And why again having people express themselves in New York and others should be doing the same thing.
8: Yeah, no that's question.
7: real leverage, and that really does make a difference when when uh, they see it and when they you know we stand up to it. the fact that now 16 state countries said they're boycotting the the Durban um, conference that we undermine the significance of it that we can you know discredit it and hopefully many other countries will will join that as well very important, and and it's true on the local level, and getting people to to stand up against, you know, the the Democratic Socialists in New York winning so many seats with this anti-Israel agenda and anti, even anti-Semitic agenda. Some say that the the um, the imperative is on each of us to to act within the context and the, and the influence that we have, and we have, but we have to be ready to to act on it.
0: No question about it. I take this opportunity to wish you a Simatova, an easy fast. We will speak, please God, the day after Yom Kippur. And uh, look, Malcolm, uh, thousands and thousands of, um, of uh, community representatives will be appealing on behalf of all of us uh, to God this coming Wednesday night and Thursday uh, for a great year ahead and uh, one of real peace and prosperity for the people of Israel. Let's hope those prayers come true.
7: And for the Jewish communities around the world that need it, including in America, that we face off against our sonenun and oveinu, and look up the difference between the two, and the uh, importance for us. You know, we don't pray for ourselves, we pray in the plural for everyone, and for all Jews, and even for for non-Jews. You know, Rabbi Soloveitchik once said that if the non-Jews knew how much we pray for them now, and over Sukkot in particular, he said they would buy the machzarim for us.
0: (laughs) 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 Always an angle. (laughs) Who can we get to sponsor the (laughs) machzarim? But, but it's but a good—it's it, an important point you're making, though. Very important point. Yeah,
7: So that's why we we pray for ourselves, but we realize that no individual survives on alone, and that we have are part of a community. We're part of uh, a, of a world which is in need of a lot of sea load.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. As uh, we said yesterday, with our conversation with Yishai Fleischer, who uh, davened Rosh Hashanah on Harabayit. Uh, Everybody around the world will be invited. We'll be, we'll be the sovereign, uh, the sovereign supervisors. Uh, please God, but ever the entire world will be invited uh, to come and pray to the One Above. Uh, thank you, Malcolm, and nice Bashuva, and we'll speak Vezrat Hashem next week. Thank you very much, Malcolm Honline is executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, with us Friday's weekly update here. At JM in the AM. And just looking at the schedule, we will uh, have a weekly update next week. Please, God Day, FDM Kipper. And then we will, um, I guess, reconvene on the 1st of October, right? I would guess. Here at the JM in the AM. Um, this time each and every Friday morning, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, Spiritual Leader Emeritus, Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin.
9: Good morning, Nachum. Good Herb Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayelech. Parshas Vayelech has the distinction of being the shortest parsha in the Torah. It contains 30 psukim. According to the Chinuch, who follows his Rebbe, the Rambam, Pashas Vayelah contains the 613th mitzvah, the very last mitzvah of the Torah, which is Viator. And now says Moshe to the Jewish people, Kiswulachem is Hashira Hazos. Write this song, or the way the rabbis understand it, write this Torah that contains this song of Ha'azinu. The mitzvah is to write or the commission, the writing of a Sefer Torah, to have the great proliferation of Sefer Torah. Number one, in yesteryear, people actually studied from the Sefer Torah. Interestingly, based upon that fact, the rush in his commentary says that really one can fulfill the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah by possessing a Jewish library. So whereas most of us have not yet fulfilled the mitzvah in its literal sense of writing a Sefer Torah, but all of us could have and should have a Jewish library. So that, number one, it's not that we have to go borrowing svarim, that you always have the opportunity to learn more and having it convenient in your home makes a very big difference. According to the Ramban come back next week mainly when we read Parshas HaAzinu and there Kishem Hashem Ekra, according to the Ramban the mitzvah of reciting Birkas HaTorah is the last mitzvah of the Torah. Okay this Shabbos has a special name to it. This Shabbos comes within the Aseres Yemei Tshuva, which began on Rosh Hashanah and culminate with Yom HaKippurim, the 10 days of Tshuva, as well as the Haftorah begins Shuva Yisrael, Ad Hashem Elokecha. The Hosea charges the Jewish people to do Tshuva and there is that very special minhag Yisrael that the Rav in the community gives a special drasha on this Shabbos urging, encouraging the people to do tshuva and either going through different aspects of tshuva or different aspects of Yom Purim. And therefore, I'd like to focus really on one line of vidui. Vidui is the confession. Now, is mitzv- is there a mitzvah of tshuva? That in of itself is a interesting phenomenon. The minchas chinuch wants to say that from the language of the Rambam at the beginning of Hilchos Tshuva. It's not really tshuva, which is the mitzvah, repentance, but it is the vidui, the confession, that one uh, recites, accompanying, or is the act of the act of the mitzvah of tshuva. I'd like to raise the following interesting question, and that is. If we take a look at the Vidui, which we say over Yom Kippur, and just as the Kohen Gadol in the Beisha Migdosh recited Vidui, confession, 10 times over the course of Yom Kippur, we recite Vidui over the course of Yom Kippur, starting with Mincha on Erev Yom Kippur. Is coming Wednesday, and Emir Tzachem through Ne'ilah, we say Vidui ten times. Once at Mincha, before the su'uda, hamav Hamafsekes, before the meal that divides. Twice at Mayriv, twice at Shachris, twice at Musaf, twice at Mincha, and one more time at Ne'ilah for the number ten times. What is the very first? Um, that we still, first we have the 22 letters of the alphabet Oshamnu, Bogadnu and by the way I just want to remind you that rather than you have these uh, challenging words of Oshamnu and Bogadnu which means that very often I'm not actually understanding what these words mean so not only should you look in the Mahzor beforehand, but more than that, the Chayodim suggests that O'Shamnu Bagadnu alphabetically arranged, tells us that we should have our own list going from A to Z. And if you use the Hebrew alphabet, O'Shamnu is basically that we say, Oy, Ochalti, I ate Libracha. But God knew not only the literal translation that we betrayed the confidence of God and the confidence of man but berachti bracha I recited blessings by rote, by habit. I didn't actually listen to the words and daven with kavana, etc. So just know that before you go to shul on Yom Kippur, each person should sit down in the privacy of their own room and think what's the A, what's the B, what's the C that I have done that I require my confession on your Kippur. Now please note, then come the series of al Khaits and once again we go alphabetically Aleph, bays and two for each and then we go to Gimel, Dalit, etc. The first of the al is Al-Khayt Shechatonolifonecha. We ask Hashem to please forgive Ones and Rutzon, those sins that were done willingly, that's Rutzon, and those sins that were done unintentionally. And I'd like to ask, my goodness, we know that in the halacha there is the context the concept rather of Ones Rahmana Patre that if someone does something unintentionally without realizing that it is quote a sin so they are not punished for such a sin so why do we start and include in the vidui the sins of Ones but I'd like to get there and give possibly two or three answers uh, to that question. And so I begin with quoting the Oracha Shulchan in in Siman Tufresh Beis, Vav and Zayin, whereby he quotes the Rambam of Chapter 1 of Hilchus Tshuva, where the Rambam says that all mitzvot of the Torah, be it an ase, a positive one, be it a los say, a negative one, thou shalt not. If a person violated any one of them, be it bizodon intentionally, be it bishkaga accidentally, when they do tshuva, so, and they regret their sin, they're obligated to confess before Hashem, as it says in parashas naso, ishel isha, a man or woman if they do one of the violation of one of these mitzvahs, this vadu they are to confess chatosom asher osa and the Rambam says zeh viduidvorim this is referring to the confession and vidu viduidzer, mitzvas ase this is a positive mitzvah and what is he, how does the vidu go, he says ono hashem chatosi, ovisi Poshati L'fonecha, right? Namely, khatasi is a sin which is accidental. Avisi is an intentional sin. And Poshati is even worse. It's a rebellion. Okay? And Osisi Kak He's to say, I've done very specifically what he has done. Harenichamti I regret U'boshti I'm embarrassed and in that I will ever, never I will not return to this I will not go back and do it again this is the essence of Vidui and whoever does more and more of Vidui Hariza HaMeshubah and so, to the Ramah continues, a person who did in the past and will in the future bring a korban chatos, a sin offering, or an osham a guilt offering, at the time that he brings the korban, for either or their shogeg or their mezid. So, the korban does not achieve the atonement until they do tshuva. And they, again, confess as it says, "V'esvado, asherchoto oleho, he is to confess that which he sinned over the Korban, and so to a person who is uh, condemned to one of the four capital punishment, one who is given makos, flogging. Amos Kaperlehem, once again, they don't get their death penalty for kapora, for atonement, or they're being uh, given makos until they do tshuva and vidui. So we see very clearly, and the Rambam continues, and um, he says, I'm sorry, the Orach don't be amazed that why Shogeg requires Tshuva, because we find in Vayikra, regarding the Korban Chatos and the Korban Osham, that the, which is brought for a Shogeg, so what happens? Many times the Torah says the Olava Kohen, the Kohen atones from his uh, sin of Shogeg, the So we see that it's called a Chait, even though it was done bishogeg, unintentionally and requires sli- uh, Slicha and kapura forgiveness, and so too, however, okay, the. Uh, Orach uh, HaShulchan writes and quoting the Rambam however all this is because Shogeg has this idea that there was a lack of complete awareness to the exclusion of Ones if a person did it completely unintentionally says the Rambam and the Or tshuva. he quotes the Orach quotes the Rambam in Perish HaMishnayis at the end of Yuma Oni shogig and Mezit, and not Ones. So now the obvious question is if that's the case, why do we have the very first Alchet Ones, U So I'd like to give a few answers to this question. First of all, the first answer is that the Chuva of Yom Kippur is different than the tshuva of all year long. And this we find specifically in the Shari tshuva of Rabino Yonah in Shar Shani. What does he write? And this is HaDerech HaChamishis in Shar Shani. He says the following, that, um mitzvahs aseim in a Torah. there's a positive mitzvah from the Torah, one of the 248, lo'ir adam esrucho that a person should literally focus b'tshuva that he should do tshuva on Yom Kippur Shine mar, as it says Mikol lfnei Hashem from all your sins before Hashem Titoru you shall be purified the idea is that the pasuk of not only do we get atonement which is forgiveness But on this day, we get an additional phenomena called Tahara. Now, what is Tahara? Tahara is the cleansing of our neshama. That basically, it could be explained in the following way. That really, sin causes two phenomena. One, there is the horrific act itself called sin. And so, let's say I have two partners and one partner, the two partners were very good friends socially and they got along very well in business. And then unfortunately one partner did something very foolish and embezzled and stole from the other one. And when the other one found out about it, he was exceedingly hurt and very troubled. And when the other partner who did the crime comes and pays him back, and tries to make amends so he might be able to amend for the sin that he did, by namely by saying I'm sorry and truly meaning it and paying back that which he stole. However, very often there will not be the restoration of the relationship between the two individuals. They cannot be very often the same good close friends after this as existed before. Whether or not they'll be in business, I don't know. But the close friendship, not. The chidish of the Torah is that a Kurdish Baruch on Yom Kippur doesn't only give us kapora kiba Yom Azeya Alechem, but letaher Ischem. He literally restores the relationship. The beautiful relationship that man had with God before he sinned, as the Rambam writes so beautifully and so powerfully in chapter 7 of Hilchos Tshuva. The Rambam writes, 7 7. Kamu malasa tshuva, look how elevated Shuva is that yesterday this person was separated from Hashem. As it says in Yeshaya 59, your sins created a curtain, a veil between yourselves and God. When you cried out, God didn't answer. However, now just the opposite. Now that you have done tshuva, wow, take a look at the, um, at the uh, effect of this tshuva. The tshuva now, whoa, Hayom hu he's close and connected to the shechina. Atem adveikim b'ashem And when you call out to God, he answers immediately. And your mitzvos, he does accept with happiness and joy. So the first answer is, why do we start with the uh, achet of oneness because even if you did it unintentionally it affects, it has a metaphysical effect on the world namely a sin was done a sin was committed and this creates a barrier between the individual and Hashem and between society and Hashem this is forgiven on Yom Kippur and therefore we ask for Slicha and Mechila in order to get the Tahara of Yom Kippurim to create and to restore that beautiful relationship between God and man. Secondly, a very powerful idea of the Hafez Chaim. I'm sorry, the Chassam Sofer. The Chassam Sofer says so powerfully, don't read it only, what? Al chit but l'fanecha. But understand it to mean, al shechatonu that my ratzon was that should be an ones. In other words, what's going on here? The idea is that a person, we know, if something comes along, to excuse the individual. So a person says, what do you want? I was excused. You know what the problem is? He wanted to be excused. He davened. His razon was that there should be an onus And therefore, alchit <laughs> shechatonu that my rut zone was baonis. They go together, baonis over rut zone, baonis that came about through a rut zone. I really didn't want to do it. And I'm so happy that it rained and I couldn't go to shul. God forbid that a person should have that kind of an attitude. It's one that's addressing us all year long and says, what should our attitude be towards mitzvahs? And to realize that mitzvahs are a privilege and not, God forbid, a burden. And truthfully, this is what we saw very powerfully in the reading of the Torah on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, whereby we read about the Akedah Now, listen carefully. If we remember what happens, Ahiba and come on, saw as Avram, after these things. God tested Abraham. And what does he say to him? Right, take your one and only, and bring him as an offering. And what does the Torah say that Avram does? When Avram hears this, so we're told the following. Here goes. He himself can't wait, saddles his donkey. And he takes his two servants with him and he splits and prepares the wood wait a minute, he's going to travel for three days he doesn't know how long he's going to travel for why does he have to carry the wood with him he'll find wood over there so one answer is just in case he won't find the wood he brings it now but the other answer is no he wants to do something immediately to concretize it to show that he is going to follow through on it, and he's got the wood with him the whole time. Hashem didn't tell him right away to cut the wood, but he himself does it because he wants to do it. Not because he has to do it, he wants to do what Hashem says. And this is such a powerful idea which we are being taught from the vidui itself. Mitzvot are a privilege, and they're not God forbid, a burden, and if we go into Yom Kippur with this as an idea, then the purpose of the vidui, which is to give us Tara, to give us that very special relationship, that comes much easier when Hashem says and sees that we want to get close to Him, His response to is I will give you that special relationship. I take this opportunity for us to realize, wow, how special Yom Kippur is. Once a year, God doesn't only forgive us of our actions, but literally, Yom Kippur is spiritual dry-cleaning. That soul of yours that we have sullied, each one in their own way, unfortunately in the course of the year, that soul of yours, like a dry cleaner, you bring it in and 25 hours later, you get it back. Ah, fresh, clean, new. That's what we get, our souls renewed because it's not just kapara,
0: it is tara. Shabbat Shalom to all. J.M. and the A.M., my thanks, of course, to Rabbi Yudin. And uh, I want to thank the person on our app who just... Uh, <laughs> I want to thank the person who on our app just posted the latest news. Uh, mazel tov to Uri Yehuda Wasserman on his bris this morning. And I get to wish a major mazel tov to the uh, grandparents, al and Amy Wasserman. And Nathan and Sheila Weinstock and a special, special mazel tov to great-grandfather uh, Saul Wasserman. And Talani and Moshe Wasserman, of course, a very, very big mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Uri Yehuda Wasserman, beautiful, wonderful, incredible. And boy, does time fly. Mazel tov from all of us here. At JM and AM. A reminder, Just One Life has their Chuva lecture at the Yeshiva Flopbush Auditorium this coming Sunday night beginning at eight PM. Our Avi friend will address the crowd. Rabbi Marty Katz, Rabbi Marty Katz, uh, founding executive vice president, will address the crowd. Just life.org for information. Just one dot org uh for all the information. Also, I was told that there is a, a cantorial concert going on. Um this is happening on Sunday night. Young Israel Bethel, Chazanus, the next generation. A.T. Friedman, Yisrael Mayer, and Nisim Sal, Young Israel Bethel, 15th Avenue in Brooklyn. This coming Sunday night at 8 p.m. Um, information, 347-669-7565. 347-669-7565. So there you go. Uh, also, a reminder this coming Tuesday will be at R.U. Stroll of Tenafly. Tuesday between 6 and 9 a.m. will be at R.U. Stroll of Tenafly. Live remote, 6 to 9 a.m., R.U. Stroll of Tenafly this coming Tuesday morning. Very much looking forward to it here at JM the AM and the Nahum Seagull Network. Well, one of our favorite Cholomoid activities is, of course, Six Flags. And Rabbi Aryeh Algus, the. Uh, Regional Director of New Jersey NCSY is with us live via telephone because it happens to be one of his favorite activities as well on Cholamoid. Heading down to Six Flags Great Adventure. Go to ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com, and you'll have all the information about Thursday. It's one day, Thursday Cholamoid at Six Flags. Rabbi Arya Wialgus, what a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM good morning Nahum. thank you for having me again a pleasure good morning tova to you and i hope you're raring to go is the roller coaster rabbi ready to go back to six flags <laughs>
10: we we are you know every during this time you you can't take it for granted we you know had obviously the period in 2020 where we weren't able to run the annual halamite event
8: good point but we That's did right. a
10: Pesach, and now we're we're ready to go sukkah for the first time in a while and uh we're really excited. It really is the annual tradition. I, I joke with my staff, you know, we, we hold up uh, not the advertisements that we put in, but different, you know, media, you know, whether it's newspapers or magazines that make reference to Six Flags, whether in their jokes or in their tweets or, in, you know, just referencing how much of a tradition it's become in the Jewish community to head down each year on Cholomite. And we're, we're blessed and proud to be able to provide that every year. Well, oh,
0: it's very cool. There are a lot of different options, the theme park. Uh, will be rented out exclusively by NCSY until 5 p.m. that day, which means you have an opportunity to be there uh, at the theme park. The Wild Safari drive through will be open until 3 o'clock. You have an option for a theme park and Wild Safari drive through bundle, all to be purchased through NCSY. Just go to ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com. Uh, groups, information, et cetera, 201-862-0250, 201-862. O oh, two five oh. There are a couple of things we should mention here, Robert Wialgus, because I don't think you had this Pesach. You can correct me if I'm wrong. You're you're back to providing transportation from certain areas, right?
10: Yeah, absolutely. For teenagers, we're, thank God, for vaccinated teenagers, we're back to being able to provide transportation from Act from Highland Park. Uh, if there's a group of teens that want to come from somewhere else, let us know. We'll be happy to provide transportation from there as well. Uh, and it really, that's how 6-5 got its start. Before we, you know, had a fundraiser and opened up to the Wider community, some thirty-something years ago, and when we started, I shouldn't—I say we—I wasn't even alive at the time. But when we (laughs) when we started New Jersey NTSY started this. It started as just a chalamid outing for teams, uh, and it turned into something so much bigger. And we're uh, really—you can't take these things for granted. You know the progress that we've made, and and Bezros Hashem to stay this way. And we're we're really looking forward to being able to welcome busloads of teams down you know, in the park as well.
0: Yeah, I was there in some of those early years. I may have been there in all of the early years, frankly. (laughs) And I can tell you that uh, that's that's exactly how it started, and it grew into such an amazing community event. You go, uh, you meet friends from all over the place, and you just have a great time. And uh, as you said, the transportation is back. All the information is on the page. Go to ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com. Also, one of the things you've perfected over the years is the uh, the menu the the sukkahs menu? I mean, you do it Pesach as well, but you're working with Riverdale Kosher Market to provide a food right there on the site. What do people need to know about that?
10: Yeah, just that the food's going to be delicious as always. Alicia <laughs> and his team from uh, Riverdale Kosher does an incredible job. There'll be a sukkah on site. Um, of course, the park doesn't let outside food in, right. uh, but you're able to bring it and leave it. You know, in their in your lockers outside, and then go in and out of the park as you need to get to your own food, but. Uh, you know, instead of making it a hassle, there's delicious food with a sukkah on site, you know, that you can come and enjoy. And specifically sukkahs, where we are able to have an exclusive and rent out the park. You know, there'll be Jewish music playing throughout the park. It really just is a, a fun, wholesome event for the entire family, uh, that everyone of all ages, you know, kids for the kiddie section, your thrill-seeking teenagers on the roller coasters, or the games, the rides, the food, it really is an all-in-one experience. Um, You know, I I joke, which ride are you going to dive in Mincha next to? Because there (laughs) are Mincha vinyana wherever you need. Um, And and it it really just is, uh, you know, just an incredible opportunity to spend time in a park that's exclusively, you know, rented out by NCSY for Chalamoid Celebration. And by the way,
0: and if people want to stay for the general park attendance after the NCSY day ends, they can do that with your tickets, right?
10: Yeah, absolutely. 5 to 11, you know, the, the power, power coaster hours that the park puts on where they feature all the coasters, you know, all the roller coasters, uh, in ex fashion. And it's open to the general public as well, but, uh, hour tickets, you don't need to go in and out. The park will just open up and everyone else can join and, and you can choose to stay. So you can be in the park from 12 to 11. If you wanted to make it into a full day and start, you know, in the safari at 1030 and then head up to the park when it opens at 12 and stay till 11 o'clock at night, you can have more than 12 hours at Six Flags.
0: Here's a benefit. Here's a benefit to, to uh, having the uh, Six Flags NCSY Day Cholamoid Sucus in addition to Pesach. Right now, the weather for Cholamoid Thursday is partly cloudy and 78. Now, one thing you can never guarantee Pesach time, Rabbi Gualikis, is 78-degree weather. It's pretty cool, or pretty good, I should say, that you're able to tell people that at least it'll be warm and comfortable. We're going to pray for no rain. Right now it looks like no rain in the forecast. We're going to pray for no rain, but, but but it really could end up being a perfect weather a day weather-wise, which would be amazing.
10: Yeah, absolutely. We're 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 excited. Look, everyone's talking about how early the Umntobimare are this year. Right. Take uh, and one, one of the side perks is yeah. we're really anticipating and and we're dominating Tasha <laughs> every day that the weather the weather stay this 78 partly cloudy. Yeah, so you can have just a, a beautiful day in the sun, uh, not too hot, not too cold, and just a a, a perfect day.
0: All right, one day, folks. Thursday, Cholamoy, September 23rd. NcsyGreatAdventure.com. All the information's there with all the deadlines of which tickets got to be purchased by when. Check it out; it's all there on the site. Certain tickets are available until the September the 17th. If you want them emailed. Uh, if you want tickets shipped, it would be too late for that, so make sure to make arrangements for either the will call window or the email. Uh, the teen transportation information is up there. The sukkah menu situation with our friends at Riverdale Kosher Market is up there. It's all there at ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com. One day, Cholomoy, Thursday. Now, there's one topic that Rabbi Algas and I must get to, and that is that NCSY has, uh, took the suggestion from me years ago, which I'm so proud of, If you go to the menu on the right side of the website, go to ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com. If you go to the menu, one of the choices is donate. You can donate tickets at $43 a ticket to families that otherwise would not be able to go because of financial constraints on any major Cholhamoet activity. Simple as that. Rabbi Bialgus, you can attest to the fact that this fund, uh, has been very effective over the years. You've been able to distribute tickets to poor families over the years.
10: Yeah, absolutely. I think we talked about this before. Pesach, I shared the story of a friend that, you know, donated tickets referencing back to his time when he went to Six Flags and noticed his friend that wasn't able to go and, you know, innocently asked him, why why didn't you uh, come? And he said he couldn't afford it. And that image stuck with him. And I shared that story with you that he donated tickets now from 20 years later yep. to us. And, uh, the response from your listeners, Nahum, after that conversation that we had was, was absolutely mind-blowing. It was—we uh, never received so many—normally we distribute the same couple dozen tickets, you know, the same families that we've been working with uh, that really look forward to every year, and all of a sudden we had an influx of donated tickets, uh, and it was so special to see. And I, I called up a bunch of community rabbis, and I said, I have these tickets, you have families that can benefit from it. And, and uh, I'll never forget one rabbi, he called me, literally— Er Pesach, and said, "I just dropped off you know the box that I would always drop off to the family you know with food and whatever it was, and, and the part that they called me to say thank you for was was the tickets so, <laughs> you know there's the necessities and theres but just to be able to give their kids a, a semblance of you know the the, the experience the Halamite experience oh, that everyone nice. was having, he, he called me with tears in his eyes, you know just describing that that phone call that he got from his family uh, and it was so special and, and and we're god willing looking to to expand even further, you know." We really want that everyone can have this opportunity to, to enjoy Cholamoid. We, we recognize what Six Flags has become, and, and we want everyone to be able to have that opportunity. Uh, and I'm so grateful to you for the suggestion so many years ago and so grateful for you and your listeners for keeping that fun going every yeah. single year.
0: Thank God. And uh, it, it just changes the kids' Yuntiv. It just changes their whole, uh, I mean, the excitement of Yuntiv, which is exciting, thank God, to begin with, but it just changes the whole perspective for the family. Uh, they have something to look forward to on Cholamoid. Everybody out there, donate what you can, as we keep saying, uh, for less than $180. And a lot of people are generally, this time of year, giving $180 to a lot of closes. For less than $180, you could send four family members uh, to Six Flags Great Adventure. Uh, All you got to do is go to uh, ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com. Click on the menu on the right and click on the Donate button and just donate as generously as you can. And by the way, I I know we're pressed for time here. We're in the last minute. But, Robert, we all guess you know that I have paid special attention during our Elul and Tishrei Chesed campaign this year to single parents and their families. And you have assured me that if you do have that influx of tickets, please, God, you are also going to do your best to pass on as many tickets as you can to single parents and their children because they have, I mean, families that that have financial constraints all have difficulties financially, but they have additional challenges when it comes uh, to things like this. You're going to pay special attention to that category this year, and I thank you for that.
10: Absolutely, and, and thank you, Nachum, for the work that you've done and focusing on them and, and all of, you know those that are in need, and, and we're so grateful to partner with you in this uh, endeavor, and thank you.
0: Much appreciated. Uh, NCSYGreatAdventure.com. Go there and get all the info about the food from Riverdale Kosher Market, about the teen transportation by bus, about the tickets and deadlines, all the infos there about Thursday Cholamoid. Then go to the right side of the page. You'll see the menu, and get to the Donate button and donate as many tickets as you can to underprivileged children and their families, and in this case, also to single parents and their children who will utilize these tickets. Please donate what you can and just bring real simcha, real joy. Kids will be so happy. You can't imagine. Um, and and you could do it four people for under $180, which is a typical donation for many of us when we give to causes this time of year is $180. For less than $180, you could send four members of a family uh, down to Six Flags. Rabbi Valgus, um I apologize. I didn't have a chance to ask you how things are going with New Jersey NCSY. We'll save that for the next conversation. Uh, but I hope to see you down there at Six Flags on Thursday, Holomoid and have you gemar and a big yeshikoch for everything you're doing.
10: Amen. Thank you so much. Gemar chasimatova to you and your listeners and thank you again for this opportunity. Thanks for having me and Looking forward to seeing you on Thursday, September 23rd.
0: Bezrat Hashem. Arie, Arie Wialgus is the regional director of New Jersey NCSY. He is going to make sure that everybody, regular paying customers and those who are getting tickets from the fund, have a great time Thursday at Six Flags. Time to take it. Shabbos, Journey's JM in the AM.
1: sign Your candles will
0: My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web and the the network. and We're beloved NSN Wraps up an amazing jam in the AM. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Candle lighting six fifty two in New York. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Kedem presents Mark Zomick's Arab Shabbos show at 10 a.m. Eastern Time coming up. One hour from now, Erev Shabbos Music Mix brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Final Hour brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Check it out. Stick with us all day long. You'll love it. Absolutely love it on an Erev Shabbos Shuva. Tomorrow night, Saturday night, single with Avrami and Rabbi Eliezer Zwickler. Sunday, it's Matas with JM Sunday. Monday morning, we're back here starting at 6 a.m. Tuesday from R.U. Surrell in Tenafly, New Jersey. Looking forward to that visit Tuesday morning. Have a fabulous shop this wonderful weekend until Monday. Now, Siegel reminding you remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.